0: Hello everyone, it is your Heart Warrior Dion here. Hope you guys are staying healthy and safe. I just wanted to give you a heads up um prior to listening to this latest episode, that the episode you're about to listen to is really deep and really dives deep into many devastating and traumatic events. So I thought it was important to emphasize that prior to you listening to this episode. In addition, if you would like to see the video interview of this episode, you can find it on my Facebook page called Words of Heart Podcast. So for those of you who would like to see the video interview of this episode, you'll be more than happy to do that. And I hope you enjoy the episode. Hello everyone. Welcome to another episode of Words of Heart. In today's episode we have the privilege of speaking with Ron Blake. Thank you for joining me today Ron. Well you're welcome and thank you
1: for having me Dion. I'm really excited. I love to share um, and hopefully this is going to be yeah, when I share, I don't want this to be about my journey, my story. Hopefully this is going to be helpful, inspirational. It's going to excite other people. So that's the hope for me, is that people are going to take something away from this that's going to be very powerful in their lives.
0: I strongly believe it will be. Um, So if you could kick off that awesome story, that would be great. Yes, and um, and I'm going to have to tell like some some difficult things that
1: happened to me because um, otherwise I wouldn't be on this journey. So there was something really horrible, a trauma that I went through. Um, It, it was, I was in my home in downtown Phoenix and there was a night that three men came into my, my seventh floor loft. I was held down. I was raped. They, they did horrific things to me. And I, I still even to this day, as I'm sharing this with you, uh, I can feel like what it was like that night to go through what I went through. Um, they almost killed me. And I struggled so badly for so many years because um, after the incident, I I didn't talk about it a lot. Um, I just didn't talk about it. All the police that showed up that night, no one did anything. Um, even one of the perpetrators was taken home by the police that evening. Um, and it was horrible. So I over a period of time i started developing symptoms of ptsd the symptoms that were the the worst for me were isolation and anger um, so i just i didn't want to be around anybody and over time um, i struggled and then there was finally a day it was november 2nd of 2015 i woke up from what i told people was yet another nightmare and on that night i just if any of you guys out there have been through a trauma, PTSD, depression, it gets really, really bad. And, and after that nightmare, when I woke up, I just said, I'm done, I can't keep doing this because I couldn't tell the difference between my nightmare and reality. You know, it's just, you, you think yeah. you're still stuck in there. So on that night, I happened, I got all the pills, I put them on my lap, I got a water bottle and I was gonna end it then because I was in a lot of pain. And for some reason, my television set never went off. Um, So Dion, that was the moment (laughs) I knew. I I looked up and thought, why is this television on? Every night I would go to bed, I would set the timer. And so that stopped me for a moment. And I was just puzzled, like, that's strange. And on the TV was this comedy show. It's called The Late Show with Stephen Colbert. And something made me laugh. It was the strangest thing, like in a good way, though. It's, it was strange in a good way. And I just, that moment of laughter is what changed everything for me. I, I'll never remember what the joke was. Everybody will ask me every day or um, often. They'll say, well, what made you laugh? And I have no clue because the most important part of that night, it wasn't what was coming into me. It was what was leaving me. And I recognized that I still had something good inside me. I had laughter. And that was so surprising. So I just, I felt this surge of hope. Esperanza. I'm learning Spanish, so I have to, <laughs> esperanza. And that, that was it. I just, I took off from there. I said, I'm getting on this show someday. I felt like, and all of your listeners, i I, I want to leave it up to you what you think happened that night. I know what I feel like would happen, I, um, but some people think it was either the universe that put that, that moment in front of me to stop me from taking my life. Some people think it was God, Allah, maybe another higher power, um, so I don't want to get into fights about that, but something stopped me, and, and um, I'm Catholic, so I feel, I feel like there's a God, um, and I feel like it was very powerful for me, and I just said, I'm going to get on this show. I'm going to tell my story of what happened to me. I'm going to get better somehow. And that began it, and so for gosh, like almost two thousand straight days, I've gone all over this country, and I've <laughs> I tell people my story. Um, it, it helped me learn how to talk to people again, because um, I needed to start talking to people. And then I thought, um, Dion, I thought initially when when I would do this that, oh, okay, I'll get out of the house. I'll learn how to talk. People are gonna share their like like something back with me, like, hey, good luck you know, we hope you get on the show, and they would sign their name on these giant boards, these poster boards, but it surprised me, people actually started sharing a lot of their stories back, and they, I would give them all these Sharpie markers, and, and instead of just signing their name, saying, yep, you talk to us, we hope you get on the show, they started telling, like, stories back, and now I've had people, 32,071 strangers I met, one by one, they have put all these stories in 94 languages on 494 giant boards. That's a lot of numbers I throw at all of you guys, but <laughs> it's been, yeah. And that's where I've learned so much. And, that, and then hopefully like, you know, as, as I go forward here, I can share a lot more about what, what people have meant to me, what all of us have created together. It's been, it's been amazing.
0: I thank you for sharing that. I'm trying not to like get emotional um, hearing it, <laughs> but it's really hard because I can't imagine ever going through anything like that. And I'm very happy that um, Stephen Colbert um, was on that night. Yeah. Um, people do say laughter is the best medicine, but in this case, that laughter, that random laughter in the middle of the night pretty much saved your life. So (laughs) I believe um, it's an absolute blessing. Um, I'm a Christian, so I do believe in a higher power. So I strongly believe that laughter was absolutely meant for that moment.
1: And I do too. Um, Yeah, and thank you for sharing that because a lot of people, like what you just shared with me, a lot of people have shared stuff back with me and I I process everything. Like people say to me, sometimes I process it before I go to bed. Sometimes I'm eating lunch and I think about what people said to me. Um, And that's been good for me because for so long, I didn't really, I just, I lost this, this, you lose this will to live in a, in a sense, because you're just being beat up, beat up by this mental illness, like this PTSD and and your, your, uh, the flashbacks and the nightmares. And it's just, when I say you lose the will to live, it's just, it keeps, it's like cancer, you know, it just keeps, it, it slowly is killing you. And so the, for PTSD or mental illness, the way, one of the best ways is really just to be able to sit there and just talk about it. Cause it takes back, takes that power away from all the negative that happened to me. So, um, yeah, I am, like, I wouldn't be here with you right now. I just wouldn't if if it wasn't for me recognizing that moment. And so, and I I like to tell people that too, because when you think about your life, there is something good in your life. And if we focus more on, on those positive things that we have in our life, it could be our pet. It could be your favorite food. It could be, you know, an aunt that you have. It could be a cousin it, it's, it's just there's something in your life that's so positive and, and, and hopefully when we focus more on those positive moments, we build out from that and, and that's what I've been doing for almost 2,000 days. I, <laughs> I haven't been able to get on this show. I've spent 14,000 hours of my life to get on a TV show for five minutes but you'll hear people say, oh, it's not the, the destination, it's the journey. And, you know, sometimes I get so frustrated. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody tells me that, but I want to get to my goal. <laughs> I do. But yes, I have learned a lot on this journey. And like, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm a guest in your podcast. And, you know, I, 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 I know you probably don't have a million followers, but it doesn't matter to me because Dion, you're letting me share with people that connect with you. And so now they're, they're able to connect with me. And that makes me feel good. Um, I feel like anytime I have a chance to share this story, then I'm going to, because I am alive. And if I would have lost my life on that night, almost six years ago, I wouldn't be here. I wouldn't be talking to all of you. And, and, and again, as we go through this, hopefully I'm going to share some more parts that can hopefully help you guys. Um, or if you know somebody that's struggling, you know, sometimes some of the things that I can share with you, um, maybe you can share with them. Because this, um, it's just it's been an absolutely incredible journey so far. <laughs> I still have a little ways to go.
0: Well, I truly, truly admire you for sharing that. And again, I doesn't matter how if it's millions or five. Um, I find it important um, because we each have a sh- story to share, and it's important that it's heard because it can help someone. Just like that laughter that random night helped you six years ago, this conversation can help someone in a similar predicament as well.
1: Right. And it, and um, well, in some ways, too, if um, if people are spiritual in a sense like um, like Christian, like you said, you're a Christian. I know this is Holy Week. Um, I think in Spanish, they call it Semana Santa. So it's um, it's a very spiritual week for a lot of people. So maybe it's symbolic that I'm on this show with you right now. Uh, you are a Christian person, you said. And, and so maybe for the Christians out there that this this might have a special, I guess, significance because it was something powerful that came into me. And even if even if somebody watching this is atheist agnostic, my hope is you're going to find something to pull away from this, too. Um, because, again, I have met people that they said, you know, I don't think that there's a higher power out there, but I do believe in the universe and they believe that that moment happened for me. So I just, I want people to find what they connect with best in this journey and then use it in their lives. Um, But yeah, there have been some really cool moments along the way too that um, I'll tell you a funny story because sometimes when I talk to the media, (laughs) we'll sometimes only talk about the bad parts of this journey and they're like, oh my God, this guy, Blake, he's got a sad story and, you know, he's trying to bring awareness to these issues and I am. Um, However, you know, there are some really cool moments and some funny ones. Um, Let me think of something I can tell you. There was, um, well, if if anybody watching this knows, and I don't know, Dion, if you know this guy, his name is Tony Hawk. He's that famous skateboarder. Yeah, I do. I do. Well, when I was in San Diego, the San Diego area, I was there three different times um, with my boards, the giant boards I have, and I would walk up to strangers I was in this city, um, it's called Encinitas. It's it's just north of San Diego um, and just south of Oceanside, California. So I was there and I was walking around, it was a coffee shop and I was telling people like, hey, can I share my story with you? And, um, and then all these people gathered around me and they're like, yeah, yeah, we wanna hear what you have to say. But they looked at me and they kept saying, this guy's Tony Hawk. And then there was this buzz around the coffee shop that Tony Hawk was there. Um, which, which wouldn't be um, far fetched because Tony Hawk actually was born and he lived in Carlsbad, which is right next to Encinitas. And I actually used to live in Carlsbad. So <laughs> here I am. These people are all gathered around me. And by the way, me and Tony Hawk are the same age. So they're all gathered around me and they kept saying, but I didn't understand this. They all signed the boards and at the top of the board it says, Blake Late Show. Because my name's Blake and I'm trying to get on the Late Show. And then I explained, what the whole purpose of this is. So they all signed messages on there, but they did it quickly. And then they kept coming back to like um, (laughs) wanting to talk with me about skateboarding. And somebody finally came up, one of the baristas and said, this isn't Tony Hawk. And he showed him a picture of him on his phone. Tony Hawk's about seven inches taller than me, but we have like a big nose, both of us. (laughs) Uh, But it was a really cool moment because it was a funny moment because they still, even when I left, I don't believe they thought you know, I think they thought they were being duped. I was hoodwinking in them, and and that I was lying to them, and I just didn't want to sign autographs. But um, it was just, it was a funny moment because I could see some people in the coffee shop laughing, like, well, "Who do these guys think they are?" But it may seem like a super simple story I just shared there. It is, and that's what I want to tell people. Like, it's the simplest. The simplest moments are the best in our lives, and they're also the funniest. We don't like you don't have to be (laughs) like Robin Williams. You don't have to be Ellen DeGeneres, um, Trevor Noah, you know, like all these really super funny comedians. People think like, those are the the greatest, funniest moments in our lives. I think the funniest and greatest moments in our life, they happen every day. And they're usually the simple ones. Um, And and, and yes, people, you can find a way to laugh every day and and get through it. Um, Some of the stories that I can share with people are just, like <laughs> surprising moments, um, entertaining moments. Uh, but I have a lot of those. I have dozens and dozens of stories like that. And those are the ones that I like to share so that people, if they see somebody that's struggling, let's say with a mental illness, or they've been through a trauma, they know that we're actually real people too. Meaning that our lives aren't all about our trauma. It, it, it can sideline you. And, and yes, there are days that you know, if I wake up from another nightmare, gosh, it just, it's horrible. But that's where I have to tell myself like, but there are so many other good moments and so many other good people in this world. That's what helps me get through those bad moments. So, um, yeah. So I'm glad you let me share that one. There are plenty (laughs) others too.
0: (laughs) It was a good story. And, um, I can understand and relate to that. Um, I didn't mention I'm a Christian, so my faith is a pivotal part of who I am. Actually, it's pretty much embodies everything that I am. Um, But I I go through my um, struggles as well. Um, I do share them a bit sometimes on here, but um, I'm just human just like everybody else, even though I have this calm and awesome demeanor. (laughs) Um, I have my um, bad days too. Since we spoke about um, it being um, Easter week, um, I'm gonna kind of backtrack to last year um, just to give you some insight into me so you don't feel like you're the only person sharing vulnerability on this episode. Um, A year ago, um, I got diagnosed with diabetes at the start of the pandemic. uh before i saw it as a blessing in disguise and god's way of giving my life more purpose obviously so um if i hadn't been diagnosed i could have died um to put it bluntly um the months prior to being diagnosed um were probably the most depressing um stage in my life pretty much um I was losing a dangerous amount of weight. I couldn't keep anything down. Um, I was basically a skeleton. Uh, it's still hard to talk about sometimes. Um, I was currently in school. Um, everything seemed to be going well for me. That's the thing. Everything was going well for me. I had just turned 24 um, in November, that, that past November. But everything just instantly fell apart um, because I got sick. Um, My family was not sure as to what was going on. I think they were crying every single day. Um, My faith, and I'm just going to be broad here, was really shaken. Um, When it comes to my demeanor, I'm really optimistic. And I see the silver lining to things. But it was really hard for me to see the silver lining to this because there was no explanation or at least no explanation yet as to what was happening to me. Um, and I was, uh, yeah, I'm going to be honest here because it's my podcast after all. Um, I was worried that I wasn't going to wake up the next day, that this was going to be my last breath. And I had a lot of emotional, um, attacks or anxiety attacks, so to speak, because I thought I was going to die at any given moment. Um, there was an instance where I thought, I, I don't know what's going on with me. I can't take it anymore. I should just, I should just end it now. <sighs> that was hard to admit just now, because I never, um, admitted, um, that really, um, even my family. Um, I think I admitted it to my dad because I was like, I was upset and I was emotional and he was trying to help me. And I think I said out of um, emotion and rage or something um, because he was really trying his best to help me. But I think out of anger, I just said something really stupid, like, oh, I should just shove this knife down my throat right now. Um, Hopefully that didn't um, affect anyone listening to this, but it's the honest truth. Um, But um, that was a really depressing time for me um, to go through that. But um, God obviously still wanted to keep writing my story. And um, it was January 8th that um, I got diagnosed with diabetes and I got admitted to the hospital and everything. Um, So there was... Even though I went through some suffering, um, there was a light at the end of the tunnel, even though it was hard for me to see it at that point. Um, since we're talking about um, Easter and Holy Week, um, basically, in a somewhat symbiotic way, um, God resurrected me from the dead in a way, just like his son, Jesus Christ, because I was on the brink of death. Um, and I even, um, wrote a poem last year around this time in response to my diagnosis and how God's love really did save me, so.
1: Well, I appreciate that you shared that. I can only imagine how difficult that is because I know every person, you know, when you share something, whether it's good or bad, you could never know 100%, you know, like what it feels like for you to share that. I can only imagine that's got to be hard to talk about that. But I think, you know, just to give you some comfort, even additional comfort, (laughs) um, the fact that you could talk about that is pretty darn powerful because um, I do know, Dion, that after my trauma, it's just, it's hard to describe, but after a while, like people didn't believe me after the, I mean, I had all those police there and I told them what happened to me that night. I called 911, I was bleeding. One of the guys had my, my blood on him and it was horrible. But I mean, I guess from what the police later on said, they apologized to me and I was appreciative of that. But they said that they don't usually see guys that are being raped and they just didn't, they didn't treat it as a trauma that night and it was a horrible trauma. So for me, I I, I kept quiet. Sort of like, you know, with you, there's stuff that you keep inside you and I needed to talk about it. So my my hope for you is that by doing just what you did, it, it's it's helpful for you. It's 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 like you got one less piece of weight off of you, and now you can now you can deal with other things, Dion. Because that's the beauty of it. Um, yeah, like it's just, um, and even like when you said it sounds terrible that you know you wanted to take a knife and shove it down you, um, yeah, don't feel badly to think that. You know, if you thought it, there's a reason you thought that. You know, and if you think something, it doesn't make you a bad person. It doesn't at all diminish who you are as a human being. Um, I think sometimes people think, like, if they tell people what they've thought over the years, you know, it, it, it's a good thing for you to be able to share that. And even if you only share it with one person, or even if you just said it aloud to yourself in the mirror and you're like, dang, I felt that. And I thought, I thought that it doesn't make you a bad person. It's just you're going through something at that time and it's a struggle. Um, yeah, I, I've had to tell myself not to, not to be angry at myself for, you know, feeling suicidal that night because I was in a lot of pain and, and then people say, well, that would be a terrible thing for you to do. It's so selfish of you to kill yourself. But, you know, Dion, I I look at people that say, you know, if, if somebody has a grandmother who has cancer and she's 90 years old and she's suffering really badly. And people just said, you know, let her go. It's time for her to go. And they're like, but, but we could help her and she could keep fighting. And they're like, she's in a lot of pain. But so, so they would make it sound like it's okay for a, somebody in that situation to go. But why is it if you're in all kinds of mental pain and you're struggling and you're having this anxiety and depression and you can't sleep, you're in pain too. So it's not like you want to kill yourself to be selfish you're just like that grandmother that's in all this pain and you just want the pain to stop. Um, and sometimes it's hard to get that pain to stop, especially for mental illness. So, um, yeah, I just, I think, I think even you sharing your story right now, hopefully gets other people to listen and go, you know what? Um, they're not going to judge you. Yeah. I mean, Dion, some people will judge you. (laughs) Yeah. They yeah. They judge me. So don't worry about that because, um, you're never going to have, well, I mean, and, and I guess if we're looking at it from, because uh, it is Holy Week, I keep going back to that. But I was telling somebody the other day, I said, um, oh, I hope I don't get people mad with this. But I said, in some ways, I feel like Jesus, you know, and, and if, if people don't believe in God and Jesus, then just treat it like a book, you know, so like, yeah. <laughs> if anybody agnostic is listening right now or atheist, then, then what I'm going to say to you, it still isn't a book, the Bible. So, but I I told people, I said, I feel like Jesus in a way, like I'm going around with these boards, I'm sharing stories. um, And I feel like that's what Jesus did. He would go around and tell parables. He, you know, I'm not, I'm not performing miracles, not like Jesus did, but each one of us can be like Jesus. Like we can go out and do things. And, And there were a few people that got mad at me one day. They're like, I can't believe you're comparing yourself to Jesus. And I thought, well, if Jesus were here, wouldn't he want me comparing him to him? I mean, that was the whole purpose. You try to be better. And so I feel like in that way, you were like, Jesus, you're telling your story. And, you know, you have a following, Dion. You have people that listen to you. So you just told the parable. You know, it was a tough one for you, but you got it out. And, and that's how we change people. That's how we change the world for the better, is we tell our stories. La mala y la buena, the bad and the good stories. We can't just only tell the good, uh, the, only the good ones. So um, I think we should all go out um, and, and tell our parables, tell our stories, help change things. And and I do, I meet so many thousands and thousands of people who well, I have, maybe I'll meet thousands more before this <laughs> is over with, <laughs> we'll see.
0: But um yeah, um the thing is, I don't mind sharing my story, but that specific part with the knife, I never shared that before. Um, you had to have been in the room where it happened, quoting Hamilton, to understand how emotionally um, affected I was by that. Because I was deeply emotionally affected by it. I just, no one understands the magnitude of what was happening unless you were my family or myself personally. So,
1: yeah, but you're now right. The world
0: that. knows. So, <laughs>
1: no, you are right about that. People aren't going to know. And until you tell them, you know, nobody that's why people should never judge somebody because you're not going to know what they go through. Um, you just won't. And it, and I always tell everybody, be careful if you decide to judge somebody, because at some point you may be struggling and then you're going to want all those people to be there for you. And hopefully they will be, you know, um, I've had people that are that have been mean to me on this journey. And I think, well, one day they might need me. And, and I, I hope I'm a better person that I don't mistreat them because they mistreated me. Um, I don't think I do that. And I would hope I wouldn't do that because it, we're all going to go through something. We are. <laughs> you can't escape this world without going through some bad. And actually, that's what makes the good in our world so good is because if there was no bad, there'd be nothing to compare it to. So when you go through something horrible... If anybody's hearing this right now, when you're going through something really, really, really horrible, just know at some point in time, there's going to be something really, really incredibly amazing and happy that's also going to happen in your life. So so just keep telling yourself, yes, you're going through some of the worst things maybe right now, or you might experience that, but know there's going to be something incredibly good and happy. And then that's going to balance that out. Um, Yeah. And I just, I feel like, Um, you know, hopefully before I leave here today with all of you, I, I hope maybe Dion, if you, we have a chance to share like the documentary that these, a bunch of students followed me around for a few months and they created an Emmy nominated documentary that has much more to do with them than it does me. They, (laughs) they, but they believed in the story I was telling. They believed in this journey to get better and, and the different kind of way that I was doing it. Um, And so they they took a chance. This was their capstone project. They were going to spend the whole semester following me and creating this. So they did something really, just really cool, like to be able to do that. So now this story is out there for so many people to see. And in that documentary, you get a chance to see people I was meeting. You get a chance to hear more about like my perspective of what it's like, like Dion, like how you just shared with everybody. You know, you get to hear me tell some more about how the good and the bad, but you also get to see like friends of mine and you get to hear from them so that they give an outside perspective of what it's like to be around somebody that's struggling and, and also succeeding in life. So, um, you know, and then, and then there are just, on like my Instagram, there are thousands of people I've taken pictures with, um, you know, all the way from Miami, Florida on Christmas day, that was so cool. Um, I met all these these um, American Airlines employees it was six in the morning I got into Miami uh, I think it was two Christmases ago that was so cool and then you get to see those pictures where I'm (laughs) where everybody thought I was Tony Hawk and in the beaches of California and then I've been you know in Washington DC and Chicago that I've taken pictures so I feel like this journey again it's you know, it's about me. It's about Dion. It's about the people that we meet. And that's why hopefully if people go to the Instagram, they're going to see all these photos of people I met that have impacted my life. Um, on the website, there are photos of the boards, even on Instagram, you can see pictures of what people wrote on the boards. So I feel like that's what life is about. If you're just standing there in life and (laughs) you're only talking about yourself, people are going to get exhausted after a while so my hope is that as i'm sharing all this with everyone i don't want this to be about myself i think um and you guys will have to yell and scream and tell dion if i if i missed the mark on this one but um you know i want you guys to be able to participate in this and again have something to take away i can't say that enough times because um that truly is what this this journey has been about is a collective story
0: I completely agree with you about it being a collective story. That's the thing about my podcast. I go with the conversation method. I don't do a lot of questions. Um, It sort of annoys me when people send questions for me to ask them, Um, but that's their prerogative and I'm happy to do that. But I feel like a conversation is more relatable and resonates more. So the whole collective story, I completely agree with you.
1: Yeah. And I, um, (laughs) <laughs> sometimes people get mad at me. Um, there's a, a public relations guy. He's really good at what he's at what he does. And he wants me to make sure I have certain talking points when I talk to members of the media. And I, I know how to do that, but I would rather have a conversation like with you right now um, because I just, I feel like it's more authentic. And it doesn't mean that I'm not authentic when I'm doing interviews, let's say, I don't know, a big radio station or T because I did a radio, um, a big couple of big radio stations right before Christmas in Phoenix and in San San Francisco. Um, there were a lot of lists. I don't know if it was 25,000 listeners, 100,000. There were a lot of people listening. Um, but it, it was, it was like this with you, Dion. They allowed me to be a little bit more conversational. They did have certain questions they wanted to ask me, but I just... You know, when I go out and meet strangers, I I, I have an idea of what I want to say to everybody because I have to show them the boards and say, hey, can I show this to you and tell you my story? And usually I talk to them about a minute, maybe a little longer, but it depends. If I walk up to somebody and I'm feeling a different vibe, I'll tell the story about what I'm doing and see if they want to sign one of the giant boards, but I may change it because I might look and say, oh my gosh, you're wearing a shirt that says... University of Florida. And I'm like, oh my gosh, are you a gator? <laughs> and then they might say, no, this is my brother's shirt. Um, I, I'm FSU. I think that's Florida State. Um, and so they're a seminal. So it like it can open up a discussion and a conversation. Or I might walk up to somebody and they've got a broken leg. So I might start talking to them about, oh, how'd you break your leg? And it just opens up this dialogue. So it's just, they feel like in life, you're right. I mean, to be able to have set questions... It works because if you only have a set amount of time, yes. But like, this is your format. This works for you, Dion. And it's, um, you know, I'm glad that you found something that works for you because every person, every person that interviews, every person that has their own radio show, um, this is the beauty of what you're doing. Like it's your style, it's your choice. And it's pretty cool. (laughs) And actually what you're doing right now Um, And I've told some other people that have done podcasts, I don't think you guys maybe give yourself enough credit because there are a lot of people that no no longer have like local news. Um, A lot of newspapers and magazines that were very specific, uh, let's say like to Tampa Bay or to Orlando or to Gainesville, newspapers in the last 20 years have been going away because um, people don't need them anymore. They get all their news on Facebook and Instagram and social media. But what you're doing is you're making this a little bit more local, you know. In some in some ways, you're replacing these newspapers that are gone now, and you're you know bringing in some of your followers. And, and sometimes we bring up topics that are very timely. So you know, there's a place for a lot of like what you're doing, and you're you're replacing what we're losing. Sometimes is that that contact, that connectivity. Um, And that's a good thing. I think anytime people are staying connected and and you're allowing me to share something, um, sometimes in this world, we're not always allowing people to share. Uh, We're talking, (laughs) like if we have a certain viewpoint, we're like, I don't want to hear what you have to say. Um, Or if you have a story to tell, sometimes people are like, yeah, I don't want to hear your story. I'm busy. So hopefully the people that are tuning into your show now, they're going to be able to hear you know what i've said and what you've said and anytime you connect with people you've done a good thing so you're doing a good thing Dion.
0: thank you so i do have that icebreaker question i mentioned oh. <laughs> many of my guests enjoy this question but i don't know if i'm gonna be able to stump you but we shall see <laughs> if you could have any superpower that's not flying Many people have picked flying because they miss traveling. I understand their desire to travel, but I have to make it a little difficult. If you could have any superpower, what would it be? I like to
1: be super fast, you know, like flash. The, I just always thought that would be so amazing. Um, to um, I'm a runner, so I think that there's a part of me as a runner. I thought it would be so cool to just go incredibly fast. Um, <laughs> yeah, so like, if I could be in Tampa Bay within five minutes, just running, I mean, how cool would that be? Um, but I I feel like it's just because that I've run for 35 years of my life and it's just been such an important part. So when I go to the gym, like later today, when I go to the gym, I always imagine like that, um, the flash.
0: (laughs) Yep. Oh, that is so cool. Um, This is the part of the show where I share m- what power I would think would be cool. I would pick reading people's minds. Oh. I know there's, with any power, there's good effects and there's bad sides to it, but I would pick reading people's minds. And for you with running, you actually kind of picked a power you already possess, which I thought was cool. And also why this question is so awesome because people answer it and approach it in many different ways.
1: Yeah. And it's just, I think sometimes, um, yeah, I don't know. And you know what? What's interesting is if you asked me that question maybe in three years, it might be different for me. I think that's the beauty too about life is that we're always evolving, you know? Um, And you know how I know that is because I'm reading your mind right now and I'm (laughs) I'm just joking. I was gonna (laughs) say, like, I already have that superpower. I was like, I know what what question you're gonna ask me next, but I don't. Um, But I feel like there's this beauty to, um, that's life, like you evolve. And because I've had people tell me, um, let's say like I, I did, done this interview with you right now. Like, let's say I'm on a radio show in two weeks and somebody says, well, I saw the podcast you did with Dion. And now you're answering a little bit differently. I'm like, but that's okay. You know, like if you change, like who, not just your superpower, but if you decide to change and say, you know, I learned something because by doing this show with you, you're giving, because I've had people criticize me, Dion, and say, why would I do all these podcasts? You know, I, I think I've done seven or eight this year already. But to me, I thought, why not? Again, you're allowing me to share with people, and that's that's what I wanted to do. Um, but you're also allowing me to learn. You know, like every time I do a show or do a uh, uh, interviewed by a reporter, sometimes some of you guys will ask me a question I've never been asked, or you'll say like you like the the story you shared about your life, Dion. Nobody shared a story specifically to, like the details of what you told me. Nobody shared anything like that with me. So I mean you know, I'll think about that. Like when I'm on my treadmill, um, or my elliptical in the gym in a couple of hours, I'll think about the conversations that we had. And so I say, why not? And again, it doesn't matter to me that you don't have, I don't know. You might surprise me, Dion. I don't, maybe you don't have 50,000 followers like that radio show in San Francisco this past Christmas, but it doesn't matter, you know? And I think, that's what we have to ask ourselves, you know, like, what's important to you? Apparently it's important to me and it was important to you to interview me and, um, we came together. So this must've been an important thing for both of us, I'm hoping. And then for your listeners to tune into this, hopefully this was important to you also.
0: Absolutely. Um, well, I don't have any other funny icebreaker questions and, um, we're getting close to the end of our Awesome. Awesome. Episode. Um, do you have any um social plugins or final thoughts to share with my listeners before we wrap up?
1: Yeah, I mean, if they wanted to, they could go to it's called Blake Late Show
0: because my name is Blake and I'm trying
1: <laughs> trying to get on the late show with Stephen Colbert. But if you went to Blake Late Show on Instagram or on Facebook, you'll see a lot of things that'll come up. There's a website called Blakelateshow.com. Um Yeah, even if you put my full name, my full name is Ron Blake. So if you put Ron Blake Phoenix there, there's a lot that comes up, but it's a lot of things that again, it's hopefully things that I can share with all of you guys. Um, And that's it. I think that's the biggest thing is just keep sharing our stories. If you see something you like about, like I put put 98 videos, one minute videos in this last year on Instagram because I couldn't meet people during the pandemic. So I kept connected a couple times a week with everybody. Um, I tried to keep it really positive. So again, feel free to go through all that stuff. You'll see a documentary on there. You're going to, and it's really exciting too, Dion. The last thing I'll say, um, there's a Hollywood filmmaker that contacted me about six months ago, and she and her team are going to do a feature length documentary about the story I'm, I'm on. Oh, yeah yeah so it's going to be really cool and there are some aspects of it i can't tell you guys yet it's something's happening underneath the surface that's going to be i can't really say anything yet but it's it's going to be super powerful i think if um it works out the way we do but one way or the other and then (laughs) i can't say the name of this but there is a famous singer and she's a song and it's a she a famous singer and songwriter her manager contacted me and said, she's interested. We'll see. Fingers crossed. She's interested in creating an original song for this journey. Um, And guess what? She lives in Florida. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So we'll, we'll see what happens with that. I would really love it. If she, um, if, if, if she does it, if she sits down with me probably on zoom and we create a song, she'd create the song. I'll tell her the story, but I want it to be an uplifting song. So these are things that I keep working on, you know, and I just, I share those things with you because there's there's probably a lot more coming that's hopeful and positive, uplifting, um, and so I'll, I'll keep you updated, Dion. If if this singer-songwriter if she produces something because I do think it could be really powerful for people. We we connect a lot to to music. It's it's really a way that we get through a lot of good good and bad times. So um, all right, as they say in Spanish,
0: "Callate, Blake." That means shut up, Blake i love that you're like just like speaking in spanish that is absolutely incredible i should know spanish because it's part of my heritage but i don't um what's your background
1: what's your heritage
0: um i am puerto rican and african-american so i'm
1: mixed. my my good friend well he's he's a good friend of mine now renee i met him gosh three or four months ago he's from puerto rico and um so he helps me when I say the words wrong in Spanish, he helps me. And I have a couple other really close people in my life that are from Colombia, Michoacan, Mexico. So they're, they're teaching me. And, and, and that's why I try any chance I get to, to use um, Spanish. I try. If I do it wrong, somebody will correct me. So um, if any of your listeners heard me mispronounce anything, feel free to <laughs> let me know, but that's how I'm going to learn by making mistakes and um and I just—I told somebody earlier today. Um, I did a presentation on Zoom for something else, and I said I'm going to be awkward. I'm going to make mistakes in life, and you know what? But that's okay. And I—I um, I, I would tell everybody to keep making those mistakes, keep being awkward. Truly, the only mistake you can make is by just not moving. You know, just standing still. Don't ever just stand still. Always keep going. And if you need somebody to help give you a push in the right direction. I'm here. Dion's here. We can probably help you. Um, all right. Now I will shut up.
0: <laughs> uh, no, no, no. Um, absolutely. Awesome. Um, and this is such a good conversation. I'm probably gonna end up crying after it.
1: <laughs> well, you're a good host. You've done
0: a good job. You made me feel at
1: ease. You made me feel comfortable. Um, yeah. And I just, um, I didn't know what to expect. I, I guess a lot of times if I do an interview, I, I just try to take life a moment at a time. Uh, un dia a la vez, one day at a time. And I feel like that's what we should all do. So um, yeah, you put me at ease. That's a good thing. That means that means you're doing something right, Dion. So thank you so much for
0: that. No problem. Um, thank you for joining me today. It was a real, real honor.
1: Yes, and Feliz Pascua, happy Easter to you. We <laughs> only have a few more days. <laughs>
0: Yes. Happy Easter. Um, okay. To all my listeners, stay healthy, stay safe, speak up. Please don't keep your voices silent. And until next time.
1: Bye, you guys. Bye, Dion, Bye. And-